I didn't start out writing a memoir about trauma or any of the themes that are in my book. It just sort of happened. So that's interesting because you don't realize what you're carrying around. And sometimes you go to the the page and you want to write something and you have maybe an idea in mind, but what comes out might be completely different. Hey there, I am Cindy Coaches. I am the host of Pen to Paper Press podcast. Best-selling authors, writers, editors, and publishers join me in my virtual studio for conversations about the process of developing our stories to completing our works of art. Each episode is an opportunity for us to explore our insights, pearls of wisdoms, and the experiences we've had on our journey from putting that pen to paper and accomplishing our goals. Enjoy today's episode. I am sitting with Rika Keenan, and she is a senior magazine staff writer for Lifestyle Magazine in Florida. In addition to writing for a living, she writes to feel alive. Oh, I love that. (laughs) She is the author of uh, Petals of Rain. It's a mother's memoir. And by the way, congratulations, because it is your one year anniversary on its publication. Congratulations. Thank you. You are so welcome. And as someone who is writing a memoir myself, I I am. uh, It's on my journey, my soul's journey after the passing of my son uh, back in 2017. And I would love to know, how did writing your book, your memoir, impact your life? It's funny because you you don't really know what you're going to mine from yourself when you start writing. So that's one of the scary things about writing, but it's also one of the best things because I've learned so much by just digging deep and It's funny because also I didn't start out writing a memoir about trauma or any of the themes that are in my book. It just sort of happened. So that's interesting because you don't realize what you're carrying around. And sometimes you go to the the page and you want to write something and you have maybe an idea in mind, but what comes out might be completely different. And that's what happened for me. So it was like, huh. I guess my soul needs to speak on this. So that's how the book came about. That's what I'm coming up with as well is truly, I I am uncovering things and, and fears and strengths that I, I didn't even consider before. And it's like this onion, you just keep peeling back the layers. And that was, on on this side of it, a year later, would you write the book again? I think I would. And I went on to write more and it picked up from where I left off with the first book. So the second book, as I mentioned to you before, is not yet published, but we're in that proposal stage. But I would absolutely write 
both again. I think not at this point because I'm a little exhausted. <laughs> so I'll probably take a break. But um, yeah, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't say no to that journey. It really helped me in a lot of ways. And I feel like I'm stronger now for it. Okay. So what was the writing process for you with writing the memoir? Or if you would rather explore, you know, writing your magazine for the magazine, the processes would be very different, but yet very similar for both, because both of them are coming from your heart. Both of them are your messages to the world. But yet, when you sit down to do both, your mindset is in a different space. Um, so I'll let you <laughs> decide where you want to go with it. You know, what is your writing process? <laughs> I guess I would say the most important thing about writing is you're not just somebody who can tell a story. You have to be someone who can listen to a story. And there are two different stories. Uh, when I'm writing for the magazine, I'm writing other people's stories. So I have to be a good listener. I have to ask not, you know, um, just what do you do for a living, but what are your dreams and desires? Because, you know, a lot of times what someone does for a living is not what aligns with their passions or dreams. So to really be able to ask good questions and listen and find those places where you might be able to dig deeper and find out more, not to pry, but just, just to really get to know that person. So, so that's the process with writing for the magazine and then writing for myself or for the, the reader, a different audience, uh, the memoir audience or the nonfiction audience. It's, it's, it's more about listening to me, listening to what my soul has to say. And like I said, I don't always know until I go to the page and I try writing and all these things kind of unravel did you know did your what you anticipated at the beginning of the process for writing your book did it follow through are you that one person that you know you had it in your vision and you just went the straight line towards your goal <laughs> no I am absolutely a pantser so you know right by the seat of your pants kind of thing um I would say what helped me though to to kind of find the narrative arc and to to configure what I had into a story form was having a writing coach I so I utilized a writing coach to help me discover where the book was and and from a from a bunch of essays we kind of built a book so having someone else to, to help you, someone who has experience in the book writing area would, would probably be helpful or, you know, just having readers, beta readers, people that you trust to kind of give you their input and, and guidance when needed. I don't know. I mean, I, like you said, I'm a pantser. So trying to figure out the end <laughs> from the beginning has, has never worked for me. <laughs> You know, I love that answer because I I am the same way in regards to my situation for my book is the fact that I kept waiting for the happy ending. Well, mm -hmm. I'm not going to have a happy ending. My son is not coming home. I mean, he's home. He's here with me, but he's here on a different level. But it's wanting, you know 
waiting for him to walk in through the front door, you know, mm-hmm. to just smell the, the cigarette smoke on, on his breath or, you know, as he walks past. I'm not going to have that again. And so for me to uncover that was was phenomenal. And so I really love the what you shared because it's it's nice to get these different perspectives. And yes, I wholeheartedly agree. Having somebody in your corner to help you unravel, um, mm-hmm. to, to talk it out to is is very essential in getting the whole story out. I, I do. <laughs> with you on that so um so what are some of the things that you do if you're blocked or if you've you're bumping up against that resistance what are some of the tools or tactics or mindset things you know what do you what are you what do you do if I can get the words out (laughs) to get beyond that that space I I find there's a lot of different things, but most of the time writing, um, reading works for me. So when I'm stuck writing, I just open a book and I'll read somebody that inspires me and I start to listen to them and I shift my focus from, you know, trying to tell my story to listening to another story. And that helps me because I don't know, I guess I've always connected with books and authors. And I've always connected also with nature too. So that's another thing I'll do is go out and take a walk. And I I think it's just a matter of shifting. You know, they, they say, sometimes when you're trying to remember something, and you get really stuck, and you can't think of a word or think of a, a name, stop thinking about it. And that's when it'll come to you. It's kind of like that for me, if I'm stuck in my writing, shift my focus, stop thinking about what I want to say, and listen to somebody else's story, read a book, or go for a walk and listen to nature, or, you know, do something that takes you out of that space, and then come back to it when you feel like you've reset. Yes, yeah, for me, it's definitely going outside, walking on the trails, you know, walking with Willie James, my, my (laughs) one-and-a-half-year-old (laughs) Chewini, and um and you're right dropping that focus when we get so narrowed in on trying to get that solution or it's like the car keys you know if you're in a hustle and you're trying to find your car keys do you find your car keys no (laughs) that's when you lose your car keys absolutely but if you just kind of like let go of that anxiety let go of that that gotta find gotta have then you know, that's when we open up the space to actually find her turkeys. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Frustration never helps me. <laughs> no, it never helps me either. So you had mentioned that you're, you're in the prospect of, you're on the prospect of, you know, marketing your new book and, and getting it proposals sent out. Was for you marketing um your first book was that a challenge for you or were you already like okay I know what to do because you've been in the publishing business as far as your articles go what was that like for you (laughs) well it's I guess it's um it's a little insane it's a little crazy it's a lot to learn 
especially because it is different from I'm used to writing magazine content. I, I can pitch people all day. You know, I can pitch an editor of a magazine or I can um, publish a story on a blog or what have you. But that's a whole different world from the book field. So it's it, whether you go traditional or independently published these days, marketing is on your shoulders. So that's something that you really have to know. And whether you like it or not, it's something you have to do because we don't just write books for ourselves. We write them for the world. <laughs> but but um, so, yeah. So if you want to get your book in the hands of readers, you have to know how to do that. So yeah, it has been a, a big learning process for me and I'm still going through it. I'm still figuring out, you know, how to have my voice heard in such a crowded marketplace. You know, anybody can push a book up on uh, Amazon these days and it, it's, they say there are millions of books published every day. So how do you stand out? You know, it's to me, I'm finding it's it's about connections and it's about a lot, a lot, a lot of just slow and steady progress. Just keep going. Just, you know, keep doing the little things. Keep getting yourself out there. Keep talking to people. And eventually, I guess I'll connect with the readers and they'll connect with me and we can mutually satisfy each other, let's hope. <laughs> so. Yes. Well, and I always work off the premise that the people who need your story for one reason or another will find you. It might not be today, but somewhere along the line, that attraction will, will make the connection. And, you know, you have, you know, your book is, um, it has a powerful message and you know those that resonate with your story will definitely find it so um what was what was one of the easier aspects of marketing your book i guess one of the easier aspects was probably just communicating with people because i'm not a, a salesperson i'm not somebody who wants to offer you something Although when you're marketing, you tend to put yourself in that mindset, okay, I got to sell, 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 but that's, that's not me. So to remember that it's not really about sell, 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 it's about communication. So I guess that was the easiest part for me when somebody finally, I don't know whether it was somebody told me or I read somewhere, but I figured out that marketing can include meaningful conversations and that's you know, just being a likable person and helping people out, you know, assisting other authors. When I see another author has a fabulous book, I want to promote that book too. And that's actually marketing because, you know, what do you do with the law of reciprocity? When somebody does something kind for you, you want to in turn do something kind for them. And it's not about the payback, but you're building up that karma and you're building up, you know, those good relationships and you're establishing yourself as someone who's helpful and someone who's kind. So when I learned that was marketing, like that falls under the marketing umbrella, I realized, hey, I can actually do this. This isn't so hard. It's not so icky and salesy, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're not feeling like the, the, the slime ball out there who's out there selling the um, uh, snake oil, you know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, and of course, people will know that you're doing it in a genu genuine way, 
you know, that your intent, what your intention is, because it, we know automatically, you know, somebody's intention, if it's for the good of all, or if it's all one-sided, like if I do for you, you'll do for me. I know you will. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. So by doing it genuinely, that makes a huge difference. So is there is there any pearls of wisdom in regards to um, any of your writing experience that you would like to share? Uh, pearls of wisdom in writing. I guess maybe um, just being open has really helped me learn. I know that mentoring, you know, you can, you can mentor someone all day long, or you can set an example for someone. And if they're not teachable, they're not going to improve or learn or grow. So I have to remember that all the time, even, you know, when I think I'm getting better, I still have to remind myself, hey, let's, you know, let's stay humble and, and be teachable, because, you know, that's how you grow, you can learn from from what you're reading, you can learn from conversations like we're having right now. And you can take all that experience to the page. So I, I don't know, I guess, if I were to give anyone advice, it would be just to be open, remain open to learning and remain open to writing a story that may look completely different from your outline or, you know, having conversations that may go completely different from how you thought and just keep going. I like that. I like that. And keep going. That's, you know, keep following the journey or walking the path or moving forward and not sitting idle. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> Books don't write themselves. <laughs> oh, no, they don't. No, we have to sit down with the pen and paper with our fingertips on the keys and we have to do it, you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it is. And you had written, I love talking to other writers about writing. I think it, art inspires art. And by sharing our art, we can learn so much from each other. I've found that writers can be profoundly general, generous, excuse me, with their wisdom. I try always to be supportive of others, knowing that we mutually benefit from creative conversations, which reiterates what you just shared. And it doesn't have to be necessarily with another, um, with another writer, with another artist, or excuse me, another author, but an artist of any kind can really stir those creative juices and inspire us or motivate us because we all work from the same process. We work from that need to be open and, or desire to be open more so than the need. Well, although for a writer, we have, for an artist period, we have that need to get it out there whatever mm -hmm. it is that we've got bottled up in here we have that need to get it out so um those were beautiful words and i wanted to uh say thanks for sharing that with me you know when we were talking about marketing one of the biggest things that i myself struggle with in regards to marketing is what are people going to think of me what 
you know, am I putting out this polished image of myself that's so far from the realistic because I work so hard to be me. And a lot of people don't like how I am because I'm not like everybody else. I don't, I don't do, I don't do the charming. I don't do the, the suck up (laughs) stuff. You know, if I don't like you, I walk away from you. You know, (laughs) I just, I can't, I can't fake it to make it because I just, it's not in me. And anyways, I'm going way off topic like I normally do. But when it comes to marketing, I find it so hard for me to market myself. And so you talking about it, your process and and finding that conversation was one of your biggest marketing assets you know it's like the one big tool in your toolbox for yeah. getting things <laughs> out there I, I mean it's like yeah you know I talk to a lot of people I have again the nomadic lifestyle so I'm bouncing from campground to campground and people do ask me what do you do for a living and because immediately they think I'm retired and when I'm like, uh, you know, come on, Willie James, we gotta go back to work. And people are like, oh, you work? I'm like, boy, do I look like I'm of retirement age for one, two? Do I look wealthy enough to be <laughs> retired? God, I wish I was, but <laughs> nope, I still work. And, and I don't think I could not work anyways. I'm someone who likes to be, you know, five irons going in the fire. But you know, I do speak to all of these different people. And how often do we come across somebody that, you know, whether it's at the coffee shop, or we see a friend that we haven't seen in a long time at the grocery store. Now, for me, I have to go back to Michigan. (laughs) And, you know, and what is one of the the questions we get asked? So what have you been up to? What's new with you? What have you been doing with yourself? You know, you're right. That is marketing. That it that takes that whole that anxiety, that that stress level out of of that. And I've wandered off the whole point of my my conversation. But anyways, the whole idea that marketing our books doesn't have to be this you know, horrific thing, or me marketing this podcast. And yes, please do share this podcast. I, again, we cannot keep ourselves as the best kept secret or our projects, our books, <laughs> you know, our magazine articles and, you know, in your case. And your memoir too. Hey there, it's me. And I'm interrupting this recording to let you know that this portion was actually after we had said our official podcast goodbye. But we kept the recording going because sometimes what happens is the best stuff happens afterwards. And it did in our case. So I didn't want to share some of the very private and very vulnerable items that Rika and I had shared just for privacy purposes. So I'm going to cut back in where it's appropriate. Anyways, so yeah, uh, the memoir is, I got past, 
I started working on other areas of the book. And for me, I refer back to, I kept pretty good journals and mm. a blog post. So that's what I go back and refer back to. So with yours, did you, did you also do the journaling or go back to it? No, it was hard because I had to rely on, on memories and I wove a lot of essays together. Um, but as far as going back to childhood memories and stuff like that, or, or the married years when I was going through, you know, the, the toxic marriage leading up to the divorce, I had to rely on memory. And so, you know, it at times it didn't feel as visceral of a story to me because it was, I was so far removed, you know, yeah. and I'm trying, you know, through the halls of my memory to find that place or that time that I'm writing about. And so that was, that was really hard, but there are some tools that you can use. Like there was a book, I can't remember the name of the book right now, but there was a book that I read about how to try and put yourself in that space where you can, you can get back to a memory and, and set the scene in your head so you can write mm -hmm. about it. So there are some tools you can use, but it just comes down to trying to, I guess, recreate the, the memory based on the feeling, you know, if you rely on the emotion that you had, because I remember in emotion, I don't remember in vivid color, you know, what sweaters we were wearing, you know, or whatever. I, so you have to put that stuff together, but I think the most important element to capture is just how did you feel and, you know, what was missing that made you feel that way and what was present that made you feel that way. Yeah. So that's, that's how I put the scenes together and put the story together. And I, yeah, I would agree. It is emotion. Emotion makes a huge, because if we don't feel it, they're not going to feel it. Yeah, and exactly. And, and writing a memoir on, on past traumas is not easy. I go through no. Kleenex. <laughs> yeah. And you're kind of fresh out of, I'm going to turn my car on here. Um, you're kind of fresh out of it too. Like you have not been so far removed from the topic of your memoir of your memoir. So I'm sure that it's even harder for you. Yeah. Cause and and it was really funny because I had no intentions of writing a memoir, but the more I kept writing the blog posts and in the group of women that um, I'm associated with, the more it became clear that wow I am writing a memoir through through that and of course the blog is one you know yes that is a memoir experience but it's not what the book is of it maybe an expansion would be the better word to use it's an expansion of what I've already written and shared so Thank you. Thank you again so much for joining me. I appreciate your time and it's good to see you again, my friend. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate you having me and I appreciate seeing your little guy. He's adorable. Hey there, before we end our time together, I'd like to say thanks for joining us. If this podcast resonated with you, be sure to subscribe, share it, and leave a comment at pentapaperpress.com. 
Until next time, remember, your words have power. Your story matters. All right, take care of yourself. Bye.